Alright, welcome back to Country and Cold Cans. I'm Logan sitting here with Trucker Andy and Kyle. Make sure you go follow us on social media on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Go on over to the YouTube channel, Cold Cans Network. On that, click subscribe, smash the subscribe button and the alert button. And, and the like uh, button. And the like button, that one too. Uh, Leave a your comment. content there, leave a comment. Um, make sure you go to the website, coldcansnetwork.com, pick out some merch. We got some rope hats, got some trucker hats, got some koozies, uh, you know, help out the podcast in that regard. Also got blog content for you. Uh, some exciting news within the cold can, uh, cold cans network as a, uh, broader context. We've got a college football podcast coming out in the fall. Me and a buddy of mine named Jordan, he's been a guest on here a few episodes back, been on Miserable and Reckless a couple times, talking some March Madness. We're doing a football pod coming in the fall. Um, He also just started up a Twitter page called Cold Cans Pick'em. Him and uh, our our friends Spencer and Kenshin are going to be giving you their picks day in and day out because they're into that uh, whole sports gambling type thing. So make sure you go follow that. And uh, if you don't like their picks, fade the shit out of them. All right. Fellas, how are y'all doing? I'm doing well. It was fucking way too cold to be April today. Telling me. Way too cold. It's going to be colder tomorrow, but then it gets warm for a while. Yeah, this is true. This is true. Um, Andy, where are you at right now? North Cackalackies. Oh, you're back in the state. Oh, you're in Virginia today. I was. They're, you know, side by side. I mean, there. That's true. But what part of North Carolina? Kind of easy to transportation uh, from one to the other. Uh, yeah. Halifax County. Oh, you're back home, home. The north part. The north part. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, <clears throat> I'm in my basement. Thanks for asking. Well, I mean, I knew where you were, just like you know oh, where okay. I am. So, <laughs> okay. Okay. And just in case people didn't know. Yeah. Well, we hope everybody had a happy Easter, but, you know, that's where the happiness ends. We talked about it last week. Uh, We're formally announcing it now. We are declaring the summer of 2022, Sad Boy Summer. And just like we said last week, we're having a playlist uh, called Sad Boy Summer. It's uh, bummer jams only. And we're going to be setting some parameters on what makes the playlist. We're going to share it with everybody once we get the playlist built up a little bit. As we move forward each week, we're all going to pick one song a piece. So it'll be three songs each week in total that we add to it. Uh, that'll be highlighted here on the podcast and we'll be adding it to the sad boy summer playlist presented by the cold cans network. Um, I guess the first thing we have to establish, cause we kind of had this talk a little bit, uh, and before recording is what exactly qualifies as a bummer jam. So I'm, I'm up for, uh, ideas here, fellas. What do you guys consider a bummer jam? Is murder a bummer jam? I think it depends on the context. It depends on if the FBI is listening the or not. The culture wall <laughs> Cannon song. Where he's like talking about murdering his wife or girlfriend. Is that a bummer jam? Or is that just a creepy, vengeful song? See, I, if, I don't know. If, like, Is it a bummer jam if you're exacting revenge? I, I, I typically say no. I would say, I would say I typically no. Say well, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I don't think that revenge songs are bummer because I think you're past the bummer part when you get mm-hmm. to the part that you're willing to murder someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I agree, but I also when I say that the uh, murder doesn't bum me out part makes me question whether I'm gonna get put on a watch list or not. <laughs> well, at least in the context of a song, 
Yes. Yeah. Just be be clear about that. Andy, you being a truck driver and making comments like that <laughs> yeah. are probably it's probably not a good profile for the internet. You know, there's two Thanks, things that truck, drivers are, <laughs> that truck drivers are known for. That's murdering prostitutes and prostitutes. That's what they're famous for. Yeah. So just so we're clear, Andy has never been around any lot lizards. And he's so in effect, since he's never been around them, he has also never murdered them. So he's good on both counts. So Mm -hmm. but either way, yeah, I I don't think that songs that you're exacting revenge qualify as a bummer jam, because I think that, for instance, we talked about it a little bit before the show that the Josh Malloy song, um, what was it called, Andy? Going to wish you were dead. Yeah. I don't think that that's a bummer jam because I feel like he's getting some retribution and some some enjoyment out of murdering the person that set him up. Mm-hmm. I, to Andy's example, I think the quintessential bummer jam is like, I hope he breaks your heart in Tennessee by American Aquarium. Mm-hmm. Songs mm-hmm. where you're like, you know, as BJ would say, shit didn't work out. And that's what the song's kind of about. My, my, um, definition of a bummer jam is if in college chase o'brien plays it in his apartment by himself <laughs> it's a bummer jam while he's and sitting there with his blanket on and in the and dark his whiskey, and his, uh, yeah, his little whiskey yeah. glass yeah. yeah 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 so i think that that's a that's a good now for the folks that don't know him they're not knowing what the shit you're talking about but <laughs> i i 100 percent agree with you that if he played it while sitting well, by himself in the dark shit. Yeah, sad while shit. drinking I mean, whiskey was, in his recliner, yeah. that's a that's it's, a sad song. I mean, he was playing stuff like Marvin's Room, the Drake album of country music, and just <laughs> to give some context, I can't remember the exact Alan Jackson song, but he sent me a Snapchat one Saturday night. He was a you know in his apartment by himself, and he was I think he was a little drunk, and he forgot to mute his Snapchat, so he would just <laughs> like, he was watching a football game, but he forgot to mute it. And man, it was just some sad shit playing. <laughs> I just hit him back on the snap. You good, man? Everything right? <laughs> and he was like, "What?" I was like, "Okay, yeah, you're fine. You just, uh, yeah, I just, I just never forgot that because <laughs> it was just down in the fields." So, oh yeah, classic, classic, classic chase. No, I'm not gonna sit here and act like that. I haven't had a few nights where I sit there by myself and play something on the Sonos speaker. Oh, yeah. I mean, but I've he would it. even do it at a party. Oh yeah, I mean that's a little. Bit I mean, different. it would be like a, a a decent crowd, and Chase would go walk over there and go knocks and <laughs> play. Some, I would some do Lone it Star. A, I mean, I would do it at a tailgate. Yeah. yeah, I've done that too. But I mean, then everybody starts complaining, and then I I requested it, and I believe Logan Deberry himself was the one that told me everybody here wants to have fun; they don't want to hear that. Was I wrong? No, well, I was going to have fun. <laughs> I thought it was going to be fun. Well, Andy, therein lies the whole re- the whole fact that you said that and the whole fact that we have said for years that sad songs make us happy and that we're starting a bummer jam playlist called Sad Boy Summer. It just underscores the point that we have said on Country and Cold Cans that I think that people like us and us in particular, we're fucked up people. We are. We We get enjoyment out of songs that are just inherently sad and they make you feel things like that you know sometimes you've gone through it sometimes you haven't but at the same time it's just it makes you i think it's real being sad is the most real emotion that everybody can relate to for the most part Mm -hmm. which is why i like bummer jams so we are sometimes you just want to blast it oh yeah 
Sad songs are good at blasting. Yeah, or just get blasted by listening to them. This is true, Tim. So we're including the sad, the sad bummer jams that are that are loud and make me happy. Well, see again, that's where it gets a little. That's where it gets. I don't gray. think that. I don't think that. It it's not a bummer jam just because it's not some slow three quarter time song. I I don't agree with that. I think that I think that there are some songs that may be played loud, but they're still angry and sad. Like Coetzo has some songs that are like that. Cold Alone is not a happy song. No, you know that song. And when I think of a bummer jam, have you seen the little TikTok where it's the girl in her car and it was like the guy at the gym just got his heart broke and it's like. I wanted you to know. And did his subs just start hitting and sets off all the car alarms? Have you seen that? <laughs> I have not seen that. Oh, gosh. I mean, I need to find this. It's phenomenal TikTok. But I mean, he's just that. in the parking lot <laughs> in, in in his car, just blaring sad music. And the girl's just sitting there. Oh, I'm, I'm going to find it. It's immediately sent it to you tonight. Definitely do. Have you guys ever played a sad song played a bummer jam and then it didn't hurt you enough the first time so you rewound it and played it again yes yeah yeah, yeah me too <laughs> i did it i did it yesterday so <laughs> i i love those i don't know what it is i love those songs that's like i said i think we're all screwed up i think we're all messed up in the head which There's is something peaceful about it it is yes. something peaceful about reliving bad emotions they're just sad songs they're just kind of peaceful yeah you you get some type of weird enjoyment out of songs about things being bad and wrong. I don't know. I think the BJ kind of actually summed it up in um one of the songs off of uh it wasn't Lamentations. What was the record before that, Andy? Things change. Mm, it was yeah, off of, it was off yeah. of a Things Change album. Um he, he was is like the song where he's like up on stage and it says it's something about like um be, when the artist is up on stage kind of burying their soul with this sad song, it makes everyone for a moment uh, forget to feel far, sorry for themselves. I think that's why we like bummer jams, because it while it makes you feel emotions, it's kind of like you're listening to this dude singing and you're like, and you're just, ha, he's more fucked up than me. I think that's part of the appeal of why people like sad music. I think too, like more or I guess is to your point aside from like happy song the emotion tends to come out of it more yeah. in a sad song versus like emotion doesn't come out unless you're an incredibly talented person that just does it all over the place like it it comes out more in a sad song than it does yeah, it's more authentic it's more real yeah mm-hmm. i mean you never get any emotion out of the song you know billy brought the beer to the party there's no emotion <laughs> yeah, in yeah. that no you might get a couple of hell yeah brothers out of the people in the room, yeah. but I mean, that's about, that's like, you know, swimming in the kiddie pool. It's about, it's, it's as shallow as a two foot pool. It's fun sometimes. Don't get me wrong. I like it, but same time. It's not, it's not like you said, it's not real. It's not real. The tailgate music that we play sometimes. It's fun for the setting, but that I'm not going to sit there alone in my house, in my living room and play, you know, uh, uh, what's that? Uh, Kevin Fowler song, Andy, that we used to play. Hell so, yeah, so. hell yeah, I drank beer. <laughs> uh, granted, now I have I have done that before as well, but <laughs> I'm also kind of a hillbilly. <laughs> I I am also a raise hell praise dealer. Oh yeah, of course. You're from North <laughs> Carolina, you almost have to be. You're born into it. But sad songs are real. 
real emotions. It's Bummer Jam. So that's why we're doing the Bummer Jam playlist. Plus, you know, like I said, 2022, we've declared it Sad Boy Summer. So here's the playlist. We've kind of somewhat quasi defined what a Bummer Jam is to us here on Country and Cold Cans. Um, Now, how far back do we want to go? I don't think we should open up all time. I don't. I think that a focus on new music, but go back a few years. What are you guys thinking? Yeah, I would agree with that. Say five years. Five years. Yeah. Good with it. Yeah, because that can fill out some of the playlists while new stuff gets released over the summer, and then we can highlight the new stuff on the playlist as we go. So, and to clarify, five years, 2017. Yeah, it's really not that far back. Sometimes when you think about it, it you it, it's you think of a different year. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I I mean, the last three years seem like a blur to me. So, yeah. I just saw that you all seen the meme with the Chevy truck thing. Like when you think you see like a 15 year old truck and it's like an old, like a square body Chevy truck. Mm-hmm. So it's like actually five like years old. The new body styles. Like they don't uh, look any different yeah. almost than what they look like today. It's like, yeah, that's, that's, uh, true. You know, I kind of, <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I was just saying today how much I miss the two tone pickup trucks. Yeah. That's not 15 years old anymore. No. When I drove in high school was in 1990. So. Yeah. That's 32 years old. <laughs> yep. Mm. It's older than me. <laughs> but yeah. So that, yeah, th- those are the parameters. Um, we'll start off by, uh, we'll, we'll add more to it than these three to start off with, but these are going to be the three we highlight. Uh, Andy, if you want to go first, uh, tell us which one is going to be the inaugural uh, sad boy summer song that you're contributing to our bummer jam playlist for 2022. I am contributing Josephine by Tanner Usray. Usray. I don't know how to say his last name. Never have. I, I mean, at, at what point did you read that and think it was Usray? <laughs> I, the same time when I was thinking the R was before the S. <laughs> Andy needs hooked on phonics, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it would work. <laughs> All right. So that, that's the first one. Josephine by Tanner Usry. Kyle? Uh, I am going with... Um, make sure I got it. I got it saved here. I believe it was... One second. I believe it was Zach Bryan uh, left Austin. Oh, from Austin. From yeah. Austin. Yep. Yeah. Yep. yeah I like that pick. Good. I like that pick. Yep. Um, that's some that's some sad boy stuff there. Hell yeah, I, I do. Uh, I dig that song too. So I'm I'm glad you added that because that's a good one to put on there. Yeah, I want to make sure I got the uh, name correct. I still fucked it up. But <laughs> I was about to say you still got it wrong. I still fucked it up. You know. Yeah, those I'm lyrics awesome. are the song's not as sad until you sit there and read the lyrics along with it. Yeah, because yeah. it's like Andy said, it's like it's played a little louder. It's not like a some soft ballad that's like rip your heart out, but it, it's. I mean, you read the lyrics. I mean, it's just like it's it's pretty sad, and mm-hmm. I like it. I, he sings it too. It brings yeah. out the emotion. Hundred percent. I'm just a sickness, and you seem to be the cure. Says <laughs> <laughs> people sad, ruin sad. people, and I don't want to ruin you. It was That's it uh, a repression is my heaven, but I'd rather I'd rather, rather, rather live in hell. Yeah, yeah. dude. That's how I learned what Banger. repression meant from that song. He's got to heal things from himself that he's never felt. Andy's like, I learned new words from Zach Bryan. Repression. 
Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's what he just said with that word. Oh. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's two solid picks. All right. So for me, my first one that I'm going to add to the list is it's uh, brand new. And this kind of leads into the next thing I'm going to talk about here on the uh, Cole Cans Rundown. But the it's definitely going to be Jackson by Caitlin Butts. Uh, she just had a new record come out. And I think this one is going to fit well onto it. Essentially, it's it, it's kind of um, take it, it. It's playing off of the song Jackson by Johnny Cash and June Carter Cash. You know how they got married in a fever, and then they they're they're going to Jackson. Uh, they're going to mess around. This is kind of the opposite. The song opens up with Caitlin Butts singing a, about a a boy or a man um, promising to buy a girl a ring, and then he just never lives up to the promise. He's always breaking her heart, and uh, it, she says, I, "I we're not going to Jackson and everything like that." I love that song, and then the line in the song that I, I really like is it goes it takes a lot of the pain and time to change a woman's mind but i've reached the point of no return and you've crossed that line um great song bummer jam i dig it about shit not working out best type of songs in my mind so i'm adding uh jackson by caitlin butts all right so make sure we'll have it public here soon once we add a few more to it we don't want to have just three songs and everybody be like what the hell guys you pick three songs for a playlist that's not a playlist that's an ep in andy's mind so uh make sure you uh we're gonna announce it we'll have it out there you can follow on spotify the sad boy summer playlist by the cold cans network here on country and cold cans but i mentioned caitlin butts very quickly I, yeah, exactly. I was going to ask you guys if you guys had um, listened to it yet or not. I have listened to Jackson. I have not gotten any further than that. Yeah. The I album have, I have listened to the, uh, I've listened to the whole EP. It's an album, but okay. It's seven songs. It's an album. It's all killer, no filler, Andy. I'm sorry that you like filler with songs like Honky Tonk, Padonky Donk to bring it up 12 songs. but Beta Hook. Beta it's Hook. An EP. It's an EP, no cap. Andy probably sits there in his truck and he's like, I could kick your ass. Look at Jack here. I have before. <laughs> oh, well played. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. So, Caitlin Butts released a brand new record called What Else Can She Do? Um, overall, I'm going to be real quick with this because sometimes we get to drawing on and on. We get to talk about albums and everything, but I think it's a fantastic, fantastic record. Um, I, I kind of went, how I just even realized that it was, it dropped Friday was I went back to listen to the one that Andy brought up last week on when this, uh, one of the singles, it won't always be this way. Awesome bummer jam, by the way. Um, so I went back to listen to that and then I clicked on it and I was like, Oh, wait a minute. The album dropped today. It was Friday. I was like, hell yeah. Good Friday surprise. And, um, that song Andy mentions really, really good song is, you know, typically it, it seems to be about a uh, woman in an abusive relationship with a child. And she's like, it won't always be this way. We're going to get out at some point. It's, it's a very, very well-written song. Uh, like I said, it's, it's sad. The verses are top notch on that one. Very much so. I love the, cause the verses can also live outside of that song on their own i don't know i just like when that's a that's a thing yeah but just want to make a really kind of screwed up joke the first time we've heard andy be really happy about a female vocalist is a, a song about a woman getting abused yeah, yeah damn <laughs> yeah, andy. Well, first of all that's not true <laughs> who, who yeah, else who uh, else cat oh, you did like oh uh, yeah you did like cat ac morgan yeah, wade true. <laughs> okay, okay. You're proving a point against me. I just feel like every time, any other time, you're just like, Andy's ah. like, I don't like female singers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Okay, yeah. Ashland Craft. Yeah, Ashland Craft. I wasn't, as big, on, I wasn't as big on Ashland Craft as you two were. But yeah, please continue, Logan. Yeah. I apologize, Andy. I take it back. <laughs> Not to my head. No, like Nobody even pointed out my no cap joke when I said that, because also nothing in this EP is capitalized. That's true. I didn't even think about that, but it's an album, not an EP. But, uh, you know, quick points about the record. One, it's obviously very, very country. Um, I love Caitlin Butts' vocals in this. She has some some definite definite talent in the vocal department. I've heard – I'm not as familiar with her stuff uh, throughout much of her career so far as I should be. I I discovered her mainly when I discovered Flatland because she's married to the frontman of Flatland Cavalry. But then I kind of died. She's also in some of the songs. She is, yeah. Uh, Life Where We Work Out was the first time I actually heard Caitlin Butts. But I, I dove in recently to some of her older stuff, and it's really, really good. She had a, a standalone single that was released before this record called uh, Marfa Lights, and that was a really good song as well. But this album really is kind of the one that kind of caught my attention uh, for as a whole project for Caitlin Butts. And like I said, it's very country. Her vocals are incredible where a lot of artists tend to shy away because maybe they just don't have the vocal talent to pull it off from being able to like kind of hit the highest part of a register or like the more difficult parts of your register. She leans into it and she, she pulls it off in a fantastic way. Um, it's, it's got a lot of pedal steel on this record. I've said for many years on this show that I love pedal steel. One of my favorite, uh, uh, instruments to be in a mix, but I think the standout tracks for me, um, are, oh, are Bored If I Don't, which is, I, I love this idea for the song because it, it essentially takes the idea of a um, small town relationship where a woman is, it's a cheating song from a female perspective because the whole song is like her saying, remembers when she gets married and she feels bad for lying to a man who's straight as the day or uh, who's uh, honest as the day is long. But, you know, she's damned if she does, meaning cheats, but she's bored if she doesn't. And she wants to know if there's a way to be able to um, uh, figure out her heart without breaking his and everything. It's just, a, it's an incredible uh, perspective and take on the classic country trope of a cheating song from a female perspective in a small town. Cause that actually is a pretty common thing in really small towns are like husbands and wives running around on each other. And it, sometimes it's out of boredom. And that's kind of like in some ways what this song tackles. Then on the flip side, she's got what else can she do? And it's about this uh, very ambitious young woman who leaves her small town, burns her bridges, and uh, has sights set on uh, bigger things, whether it's a singing career, acting career, what have you. But she ends up not being successful in that. She ends up being a diner waitress. And she sits there and knows she wants to go back to her hometown, but knows she can't because she's burned her bridges. But so she wakes up, puts her apron on. So what else can she do? And she's kind of so, stuck in her stuck in her rut. This this album does a really good job of kind of uh, examining the parts of small town uh, America without being condescending. That it like with those parts of small town America that is negative without being condescending to it, which I appreciate. Um, cause she did it again with she's using, uh, you know, it's about some, uh, a, a woman with a substance abuse problem and she's using anything she can, you know, kind of as a distraction, as a way of being able to get away from the, um, the heartache and the, the issues that she has. And then that one actually kind of has a happier also put into that. It was. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like it that one starts stood out like, to me quite a bit. That one it, gra- lyrically catches your attention. It really does. It's a really good song, so I highly recommend that. And then my last point of my probably my favorite song on the record, one I added to the Sad Boy Summer playlist, is Jackson. Uh, I talked about that a few minutes ago. But like I said, it kind of takes a play on the Johnny Cash and June Carter Cash song. 
But instead of, you know, them running off together in a fever, they're not ever going to because the 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 guy in the relationship is just sounds like he's a real piece of shit. And he uh, is manipulative and he finally, you know, she has enough, says enough's enough. And they're, they're not going to Jackson. It's the opposite of, of Johnny and June. He keeps breaking her heart. Keeps breaking her heart. So I definitely, I, I love the, um, I love how sonically cohesive the record is. Songwriting is top notch. Uh, I'll make brief mention that there is a um, song called In the Pines. is an old folk, folk song that she covered. You might, that's the only song missing from the whole EP. I didn't mention Blood or uh, either. But I, I didn't gravitate towards that one as much as some have that I've seen on social media. But um, In the Pines, you know, is a old folk song. She did a good job with it. I mean, the only other time I'd really ever heard this song was um, Kurt Cobain with Nirvana's Unplugged record. Um, when I Googled it today, I think it wasn't really it was popular like in the thirties, but yeah. like in the modern era, it wasn't popular until Nirvana. Nirvana. It. Yeah. Not many people. Kurt Cobain's a, a big uh, Lead Belly fan. Yeah. And they, I think they were the ones that made it popular i think in the 30s yeah and nirvana did a um good job with it that unplugged record of theirs is fantastic so i recommend yeah. song goes too, by but... two names yeah in but... the pines or where did you sleep last night yeah either way uh, i recommend this album big time caitlin butts uh hopefully this will be the one that kind of launches her career and for her to get more more recognition than she has thus far um sonically lyrically great great effort by miss butts here so Definitely check it out. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, one song sounds like a Hallmark movie. Which one? Uh, the diner one. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. That sounds like <laughs> a except for without the Except for without the happy ending. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> sounds like a hats, off, hats off to her, too, for using the, the title In the Pines instead of Where Did You Sleep Last Night. She chose the, less, the one that's not nowhere near as popular. The hipster and Andy appreciates that, Caitlin. I'm just saying that if she went for like the more popular, <laughs> it probably would have got more attention if she would have used the same song title as Nirvana. But she chose to use the lesser known one. Yeah. True. True. Yeah, that was kind of a hipster thing for me to say. Yeah, very much. Yeah, so. It was. I did I see some saying that now. <laughs> I did see a really funny tweet uh, re- regarding Nirvana the other day that said Nirvana is the band that when a girl uh, is wanting to impress a guy with her music knowledge, she's like, oh, yeah, Nirvana is one of my favorite rock bands. So she goes and buys the T-shirt at Walmart. <laughs> I wasn't a big fan of Nirvana. I, I dig Nirvana, but I get why people don't like Nirvana, if that makes sense. I'm not going to say why I don't like Nirvana, because I have respect for the dead. So. I think Kurt Cobain might have been a psychopath. That guy was off (laughs) his rocker. Yeah, he was. He was fucking batshit crazy. That guy was nuts. He was batshit crazy. Most really, really good artists are crazy. I mean, the dude had a mental breakdown for MTV when someone said that they charged $35 for a ticket. Well, I mean, he was fighting for them. He was fighting for the working man, Kyle. Sorry that you sit up there in your uh, ivory tower in Rona yeah. Rapids with your full yeah. basement with a bar with and saloon studio door. Studio basement. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Kurt Cobain was looking out for the rest of us. Maybe. He was still a psychopath. <laughs> the guy was crazy. No, he's definitely yeah. crazy. Definitely yeah, he crazy. Bad. He was bad as shit crazy. R.I.P. Yeah. R.I.P. in peace. <laughs> All right, so moving along on Cole Can's Rundown today. Um, got two songs we're going to cover uh, before we close out the show. Um, <laughs> this is where it's always funny to that 
with country and coal cans. We don't, we're not too mainstream. We're not too independent. We like stuff from both. And if anything of two single reviews or roundups that we're going to do encapsulates that, nothing does better than today's episode because we've got a song by American Aquarium and then a song by America's Most Hated Man in, in music these days, Morgan Wallen. And they both release songs on um, on Friday. Uh, this is American Aquarium's lead single for their upcoming record, I believe coming out in June, called Chicken Macomico. And um, BJ said this is the only happy song on the record, and it's not even that happy. But So I'm kind of looking forward to that. But we'll start off with the American Aquarium tune and then jump right back in. It's a time, it's a place. This to me is like the sweet spot for AA. Like they, it's like a mix of country, obviously with the pedal steel and everything, but it's also got very Heartland rock vibes to it, which I'm always about. I mean, it's like I said, sonically the sweet spot for them, and it's essentially. I'll get your guys' thoughts after this, but it's a song about how a a song can get you out of the doldrums of life. Um, It can turn things around for you pretty quick. You know, lyrical sucker punch to the face, a savior in three quarter time. All you needed is a song. So what'd you guys think of this one by all I needed by American Aquarium? This is, I don't know. This is not exactly what I expect to hear from lyrically wise from BJ Barnum. Kind of just, has he ever done a song really kind of like this before? What do you mean a song about a song? <laughs> it's not or, or it's not like it's not a it's not deep lyrically sad or white trash. <laughs> and we can say that because we are white trash. But yeah, um, I am one of all of those things. Yeah, but no, like I, I kind of agree with you on that because I don't think this is much like uh, much of what we heard from them. Th- this I think this is a very, very well written song because I think BJ is one of the best writers and uh music right now but it is a little bit more checklisty than what we're used to from bj it's not a deep topic it's yeah it's not a deep topic it doesn't have like this heavy narrative story behind it it's it's this is the closest you're going to get to a feel-good song from american aquarium and a lot of times feel-good songs aren't as uh they're not swimming in the deep end compared to some of the other stuff like one one day at a time or six years come september then you have uh all i need it Sandwich Den. I mean, yeah, and relative to his other discography, it's not. But I think that tackling that type of subject, he did it better than what most people have the ability to, because some of the turn of phrase in this song, I think, is fantastic. But I agree. Yeah, I it's, it's not what we usually see. I'm not going to say it's 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 not bad, clearly, but I don't know. Sure, I don't. That was best I'm work. Not gonna, I don't really like it that much. But then again, I'm coming with a bias when you talk about being sad and white trash, maybe you're kind of really kind of targeting me pretty hard on that. So when you kind of go to yeah. this, I don't know. It's, I don't know. <laughs> you, it, I miss now, the sad boy, I, white trash songs. <laughs> I, I get what you're saying because I, this won't be in my top five American aquarium songs, but I do like it. Now, when we say it's not his best work, that's relative to some of his stuff, other stuff, which is great. 
So it's like, well, yeah, I mean, his, his yeah. low bar is much higher than much higher than most other people. So it's like, I don't, yeah. it, I, I just want to be clear to people listening that we're not calling it bad. We're just like, we have heard like other songs have resonated more with us. Um, but at the same time, I'm far be it for me to be like, Hey, the guy's happy now. <laughs> Let's, he has one happy song on a, on a 10 song album. And we're going to, I'm not going to scrutinize him for it. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going to wait for the meltdown because in what a month he's done a checklisty song somewhat and been on a big loud records song. It's true. So, um, you know, he, he's, he's shooting for mainstream country radio. <laughs> I'm waiting for the meltdown. I wonder if the independent realm is going to like get pissed about this. Cause That's what I'm saying. The meltdown BJ, is coming. Maybe we the, should make the, the title of this episode. Has BJ Barham sold out? <laughs> maybe. Things you know, are changing. On, if he's made a checklisty happy song and been on a big loud records. And uh, what's different about this song, too, is within it's not a month. A, well, what's yeah. True. <laughs> yeah. In a month. What's different about this song too is it's not a solo right, which is rare for BJ. Mm, he co-wrote this that. with Carl Anderson. So it, like mm. that is that is like he used to say he would never co-write, but he's been doing it more and more lately. Because like I said, I, I, we mentioned uh, last episode, he's written some with Laurie McKenna and uh, Haley Witters. So cue the Kevin Fowler song. Cue the Kevin Fowler song. <laughs> his uh, his abandoned racetrack's not abandoned anymore. That's true. Uh, I just saw that on Twitter the other day. North Wilkesboro is coming back. It's coming back. All it took was BJ Warren to film a music video. and Yeah. BJ saved saved North Wilkesboro. Is NASCAR going to be racing there? Um, I think that's the plan in the future. Oh, yeah, dude. They're going to do a total uh, remodel. The state gave them $18 million. It's going to take a while to spend that. That means we gave them $18 million. Uh, We gave Charlotte Motor Speedway like 50. Yeah. Now we should so that's, totally that's we should totally go I, to that. That's why I owe them money every year. Yes, racing in August and October. We the should entire totally, month. We should totally go to that. That would be a good one to go to, Top especially because they're going to run like late model stock cars. That's a very North Carolina mm-hmm. thing. Top Even though y'all probably don't know to, what that is, but I know Top Gear, the British TV show, went to North Wilkesboro and. <laughs> they picked the biggest country bumpkin to make fun of North Carolina because they're British and they got like the mayor and he was like, and he tried, they got him to do the history of it. And he was like, you know, back in the day when blah, 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 blah. that's why he talked like a real hick accent. Yeah. And they did it on purpose. You can tell they just found some bumpkin to give the history of North, North Wilkesboro. And, you know, then they went through it, but it was, uh, it was looking rough when they, Oh yeah, it like fifteen years ago. If if you watch the Tough Folks uh, music video, it was looking rough when yeah. American Aquarium filmed that there. But one Andy, of the no, things go that they're gonna do, I think, is it from like that Tough Folks video? All they're gonna do is clean it up, make it safe, and it's gonna be the, exactly the same as it was yeah. when NASCAR was last there. Still gonna say Winston. Yeah. Oh hell yeah, that's a, that's pretty sick. Clean it up and make it safe. They're not. I say. I heard they're not even repainting it. Still going to say Winston and all that. They do. They got like some of those bleachers. Now, Andy, when I say, well, that's what he means by make it safe. <laughs> okay. Yeah. They <laughs> have Andy, trees growing in them. When I say I want to go there, I want to go there for a NASCAR race. I don't want to go there for some local late model shit that I don't care about. But it's gonna. Well, it's not. It's gonna be a big late model race. But NASCARs, it's just gonna. They're gonna tear it down and rebuild it before NASCAR is, goes. Is Jeff yeah. Gordon gonna be there? He's retired. So uh, 
No, Dale Earnhardt Jr. is probably going to be there. He's probably not going to race, but I'm pretty sure he's going to be there for that. Yeah. You'll, NASCAR people will be there. Yeah. That's going to be a pretty big deal. Now, I, on Likely. second thought, on second thought, I'd be willing to go to the open or uh, reopening. That would be kind of cool to be at. That would be the the late model race is the one that's going to be the reopening. the The first yeah. race is a four cylinder race, which is that's not going to be the one that draws the crowd. Right, Dale Junior is going to be there for the late model stuff. Yeah, yeah, the unlimited in North Carolina, the unlimited. Right, isn't that the one where there's like no uh, rules? Uh, well, super late model. Okay. So they got like six, seven hundred horsepower. There's still a shit ton of rules. What is uh, what does yeah, late model even power. mean? Uh, it's a late model. It's just what they call basically. Yeah, but how did that name you, come it, up? Because it, it makes no sense. It's the frame, isn't it? Isn't it the frame of the car? Yeah, would be my guess. A yeah. late model is looks very similar to a NASCAR. In okay. simple terms. I mean, no, I've seen. I know what, I know what it. Does. I know what it. I know what it looks like. Dirt I've, late model looks totally different. I, I've grown up in North Carolina. I know what they look like. I've just never understood, nor and I didn't ever want to ask anyone because everybody's like, "Oh hell yeah, bro, let's go look at damn late model, bro." And I'm just like, I don't know what that means. Like, what is it? What is it? Why is it called late model? Is, is North Wilkesboro? Is it dirt or is it asphalt? It's asphalt. It used it's, to be a NASCAR it's track. Asphalt. Yeah, it used to be a NASCAR track. Okay, well, the, the pictures races I've seen in it, August kind of hit or miss. <laughs> But, but they're gonna have, they're gonna have to they're gonna have to repave it. <laughs> yeah, they gotta they make are. up their mind. Yeah, okay. In August, it's gonna they're gonna run on the original asphalt that NASCAR last ran on. Then they're gonna tear it up, and what's under that would be the dirt, the original dirt when North Wilkesboro was a dirt track. And then they're gonna totally redo the whole place. Somebody, so they're gonna run asphalt, dirt, asphalt. and then they're gonna. And eh, doesn't look too great. That asphalt looks like forty. We've seen the uh, American eighty five video. Oh, eighty five. It does sucks. not look very. Yeah, good. it looks like eighty five. Like when you get to Greensboro. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's your first so mistake. Just gonna... going to Greensboro. <laughs> yeah, not, nothing good happens in Greensboro. <laughs> no, Greensboro is awful. Yeah, it's like the second worst city in North Carolina behind Durham. The only good thing that ever happens there is the ACC tournament. Did, have I, they brought that back? There, I mean, they're at the point where they're going to do it there, like every. Probably every other year ish, something like that. Because the reason being, they went to New York this year, and for day two, no one three, cares. You could get six dollars, pay six dollars, and get three games on like second or third round. No one cares there. Greensboro, you have to pay an arm and a leg, and it's like you know sold out. It also, Gre- like a, it sounds like a, like a kind of center. Fun fact: Greensboro Coliseum is the biggest basketball arena in the country. I knew it was the biggest in North Carolina. It was it's the biggest, the biggest in, the in the country. The second biggest is the United Center, uh, where the Bulls play. But Greensboro College. So they don't the technically game. count the Orange Dome or whatever where Syracuse plays. It's not so a basketball about, arena. That's oh, a yeah, football okay. dome. Yeah, basketball arena. Okay, Pure, solely basketball. No, no, no. Just like arena in general, like an actual indoor arena. It's, it's the bigger than PNC. Yes, PNC smaller than the United Center. Where's the United Center? At? Chicago. Never been to that one. Yeah, so I mean, Greensboro is the biggest um, basketball arena in the country. Hmm. United Center is second, and then I mean, they're all they're bigger in MSG, bigger in PNC, all that stuff. Hmm. Andy's fact checking me because he doesn't believe me, but I've already looked this up. No, I'm currently Googling late model. Uh, Why is it called late model? According to Google, it's just the latest model, but they said there's. I don't think they really know why it's called that. Okay, I I just was always curious. I knew what they looked like because, like I said, you can't grow up here without having some 
basic baseline knowledge of yeah, yeah. that's a late model. Yeah. But yeah, I can tell you, like, yeah, there's a dirt late model and an asphalt late model, and they're totally different. Now, I would like to point Same out that I, I think that BJ would be proud that his song spurred a uh, a racing a NASCAR North w- w- Wilkesboro conversation. A little little side venture. Mm-hmm. But he ain't never he been was to County one Line. of the first to go back. He was. Found he never been to either. County Line Raceway in Brinkleyville, North Carolina. <laughs> County Lines in uh, Rocky Mount. Oh, I thought what did they, they rename? Look at Kyle trying to trying to flex his redneck, <laughs> and he, he gets it wrong. It's I don't know, have much. Elm City. I don't have much. It's like a Rocky smidge. Mount Wilson. It's what's Halifax the one in County Motors? Halifax uh, County Motors. Speedway. Oh, okay. yeah. While we're talking about real quick, before we get to the Wallen song, close out the show. Kyle, I want to tell you this and tell you this on there. Andy is the worst communicator of all time. Worst communicator. Mm, okay. Literally just uh, Saturday night, me, mm-hmm. him, and Clint were all back home, right? And mm-hmm. Clint had, had said something to us about maybe doing a bonfire or going to the uh, the new place in Halifax, the trophy room or whatever. And mm-hmm. me and Clint were talking about it. And Andy simply says, I'm at Halifax. And me and Clint were like, okay. like That's it. It's like Littleton. Yeah, we're, everyone we're like, lives there, but no one. So lives you took there. it the same way we did. I'm glad. So when me and Clint get to talking more and more about like uh, he was like, I'm feeling a little tired. Maybe if uh, but I was like, keep us updated. If I said, there. Know, right? there. Sleepy C, Sleepy Clint. But <laughs> uh, we so essentially we weren't going to end up having a bonfire or anything at Clint's house. But Andy was like, I'm at the race and or, or, y'all should have come to the race. Austin's here. And then I said, Andy, in what part of this transcript of our group message here did you ever say anything about you being at a race and that we should come to the race? And Andy goes, I told y'all I was at Halifax. And I said, Andy, you said, I'm at Halifax. That means you're either in Halifax County, you're at Halifax Academy, or you're in the town of Halifax. Andy goes, why would I be at any of the three of those? And I was like, at what point if you reread it, did you think that me and Clint were like, huh? He says, but, I'm at Halifax. Oh, Andy's at a race. Like, it made no sense. One Worst communicator in, ever. In the racing world, that makes a little more sense because it's more commonly used. But if I was in the it, town of Halifax, it would have said, I'm in Halifax, not at. Yeah, but why would you assume that me and Clint were, uh, know that you're at Halifax at a race when you never talk about that stuff? One, because the there's a race going on in Halifax. There's nothing like, there's nothing else going on in Halifax. Me and Clint and don't live in Halifax. Clint goes there. And we, but we been more there more than I have recently. Yeah. But we also are not in the race community. Well, I didn't think of that when I said that. Well. It makes more <laughs> sense. Most racetracks are named after the town that they're in. So when you say I am at, it makes sense. So I am after, at North after, he, after hearing all that, Charlotte. Well, if you had said I'm at Charlotte Motor Speedway or I'm at North Wilkesboro, I'd be like, okay, he's at a race. But Most Kyle, people after, abbreviate it though. After hearing all that, if Andy had texted you and said, Kyle, I'm at Halifax, would you know what that means? No other context. I would assume he's at home. Yes, that's what I thought too. I think exactly what I thought. Idiots. <laughs> <laughs> Read book. So right now it's three against one. Andy is the worst communicator when it comes to telling us where he's at because he didn't provide any context other than I'm at Halifax. Anybody that goes to racetracks makes more sense. But well, well, you do realize two of us here don't go to racetracks, and neither does Clint. Just, <laughs> so no, your audience. To, we don't go to racetracks. I've, I've been like one time in the past twenty-seven years of my life. 
He's like, people that go to racetrack. Okay. I mean, uh, do you, did you forget who you're talking to? It was me and Clint. We don't hang out at racetracks. Maybe. You, I don't know. you are alone. <laughs> people who hang out at racetracks. Carter might hang out at a racetrack. Well, because he Everybody might be the else. environmentalist out there getting this turtle, <laughs> the turtle or whatever across the reach. Everybody else I had talked to that day, that's how I had referred to it. And everybody else that day knew what I meant. Yeah, because you were probably talking to all the people that you used to race with. Well, yeah. But <laughs> the, the, people that hang out, the people that hang out at racetracks. I was in the habit of it. Yeah, either way, we didn't know what the hell you were talking about, so. We were just like, cool, Andy, you're home. We get it. <laughs> Either way. All right. That's the American Aquarium song. Uh, all I need it. Solid song. Interested to hear the rest of the record. There's one in particular that I'm very excited to hear. I heard an acoustic version a while back, but it's called The First Year. And it was a song he wrote immediately after uh, his mother passed away. And I remember that being a very good song. I heard acoustic list. So this is one of the ones I'm looking forward to the most because the track list has now been released. Um so check that out. Make sure you go and uh, listen to All I Need It um, off the upcoming record, I believe, in June, Chickamacomico by American Aquarium. All right, moving right along. That's the independent side of Country and Cold Cans. Now, or moving is it? <laughs> or is it? Who knows? Who knows? Has BJ sold out? Huge if true. <laughs> <laughs> Huge if true. Huge if true. Breaking. Uh, but now on to the side that uh, some of our... Some of our independent uh, fans definitely hate this guy. And like, we're not going to, we don't talk all the personal stuff on here. It's like, it's not, you know, not what we're getting into. We're talking about the music here. It's a music podcast and we don't hate his music. Uh, so that's lead in with that. Morgan Rollin released a new song on Friday that the context of it is three, uh, three of his buddies wrote this song, sent it to him. Cause it said it reminded them of him. Uh, whether you believe him or not, you know, side of the point, but he said on the YouTube video that he um, he started crying in the truck when he heard it and it kind of resonated with him. So he wanted to cut it. He cut it. He released it on Good Friday and it's called Don't Thank Jesus. And here's the course and we'll be right back. So that's Don't Think Jesus by Morgan Wallen. Uh, what do you guys think? He dropped a heater. I've, I've loved this song since he put it first played it on that video you were talking about. I was hoping he was going to release this song and didn't very little change from that video. Yeah. Every time people I see the video ahead of time, they generally change it to something and I don't like it. Yeah. Killed it. Uh, the reason I think I like this song so much, um, I agree. I, I really like this song. I think the context of him fucking up a lot, um, you know, over the past mm -hmm. couple years is what kind of helps give it a little bit more weight to the song. Um, a lot of the folks out there that hate the song because they're going to hate anything he does. They are saying this is dog shit. It's like a 12 year old, right? Blah, blah, blah. I think they're wrong, whatever. But at the same time, Nobody's claiming this is like, you know, going to be 
up there with top three best songwriters in all of music. That's not what this is, but it is yeah. a good song. And I think the context Deep. of it, it has deeper meaning to it's a especially deeper song to, than what BJ put out Friday. This is actually, I think BJ is better written, but it is deeper and, and lyrically his is better is a better written song, but I think this is deeper. Andy with the hot takes. I mean, <laughs> I don't but, think it's a hot take. It's just accurate. I think he's, yeah, I, 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 I don't think Andy's you. wrong on that. I really no, don't. I, I think you're right. But I think that due to him making a lot of mis- uh, like mistakes and some really bad mistakes over the last couple years, everything like that's where I think the context of that and then releasing this, I, I think that it's very authentic to himself. I think that it, it's it comes true with how he probably has felt after, you know, having looked back at some of some of his past transgressions. And. I think that that's where I, I liked the song and I, I liked it the way he, he seemed like he was being legit with everybody in his YouTube video he recorded on his back porch when he first, like Andy was saying, uh, we first heard it on YouTube. I think it's a good song. The song uh, from the beginning is kind of talking about, you know, boy gets a guitar, uh, learns to write songs. And then is like getting whiskey women and getting stoned. And he said, people in his hometown saying, I don't think Jesus done it that way. And then it just kind of goes through the progression of, you know, moving in to Nashville and being out on the road and, Chasing the devil in honky tonk bars. Don't think Jesus did it that way. And then, it's, but it's like he it, it finally, when you hit your lowest point, the part of the song that I like the most is in I think it was the third verse. He says, um, "Boys all alone. Um, it has no one to turn to. He starts to pray. Uh, so what else could he do? He says, Lord, uh, I wish you would have woke me up in an easier way, but I don't think Jesus done it that way.'" I think that it is a well-written song. I, I love that verse because it's a lot of people have been there. And if people aren't religious, they're going to hate this type of song, especially coming out on Easter weekend. They're going to think that it's being contrived and just trying to be for marketing. But you know what? Here's my hot take. I do agree that a lot of mainstream artists are very much uh, a product of their marketing. But if we're being honest, a lot of the independent people are too. The way they dress and the, the the hats they wear and everything, they didn't always dress like that. They started dressing like that after they pursued music and got to hanging out with like-minded people within the Americana independent realm. So that's as much as you may not like to admit it, it's just as much marketing in some ways as the uh, quote-unquote sellouts from Nashville. My hot take for the day. I You're marketing yourself in a certain way too. You have to market things. As somebody who works in marketing, I don't necessarily think it's always a bad thing. But I think it's a good song. I, I don't care that other people may not like it. Um, I think, like I said, the context of things that he uh, has gone through by his own doing um, kind of helps carry more weight with the song. I think it's pretty relatable, too, to most. Yes. Pretty much everybody. Yeah, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. I also think that if you're not religious, though, it's going to be hard to for people to really take it seriously. Cause I just think some people just that. want some shit to hate on. I think so too. Damn. But it's, it's still though, even if you're not religious, you can still relate to the song fairly easily. Songs yeah. are more so it's about forgiveness. What the song's about. That, it, exactly. It's it's like a, a song about forgiveness. And I think that for, people lose track of forgiveness uh, a lot of times. And like Grady yeah. Smith said it best where he said, sorry, he believes in, he's like, I'm sorry if you get mad at this. He goes, I believe in forgiveness. I believe in second chances. And cause uh, he's a person of faith as well. And I think that's important. And that's the underlying message in this song is it's a song about forgiveness. Yeah. It's a song about, you know, you've messed up and trying to do better. 
It's like mm-hmm. what he says at the end. It's like the world likes to rear back and throw a few stones. So boy wants to throw a few stones of his own. Lord knows I ain't perfect and it ain't my place. Basically, yep. you know, nobody's perfect type thing. Basically. Exactly. People make mistakes, man. Like if they continue to keep making the same mistakes over and over again, that's a different story. But if they've made mistakes and they've tried to, you know, uh, make amends for things, I, I don't see the point in constantly having to always hang something over somebody's head to the end of time. Um, so I, I like the song. I, I like the message of the song. So, you know. mm-hmm. I agree. I also think it's a heater. I think it's a heater. Oh, yeah. I listened to it quite a bunch this weekend. I was like, I, I related to it. My brother and I were talking about it. Like, we both were hoping, like Andy said, that he was going to put it out because we remember hearing it on YouTube. It's, it's a mm-hmm. good song. I, I listen to it a lot on YouTube. Yeah. I burned that song up. Oh, yeah. So, either way, good song. Um, dig the American Aquarium song. Dig this song by Wallen. Um, you know, that's kind of all we had for the music roundup this week was Caitlin Butts record. Can't recommend that anymore uh, than I have. Very, very, I think, highly of that. So I recommend definitely going to go check that out. Um, and then, love, you know, go ahead. Oh, that Caitlin Butts song. I, re- I really love like the 45 seconds to a minute, three quarters of the song, where it's just a little instrumental part. Mm-hmm. That part's just so fire in that. Yeah. Jackson. Yeah, I just oh, yeah. Take that part so much. Really good song. So. Yep. And that that will be available on the Sad Boy Summer playlist, Bummer Jams Only, brought to you by mm. Country and Cold Cans. So make sure you check that out when we bring um, when we publicize that. We'll be working on that here or, um, very shortly to get that out for everybody. Uh, make sure, like I said, go follow us on all socials. Go to the website, buy some merch, and uh, find us on Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Podbean, Spotify. Pretty much anywhere you get your podcast, give us five stars, great review, share the podcast, listen to the podcast. Um, you know, I guess that's all we have for today. I reckon so. I reckon so. So no cap. No cap, as the kids say. All right. Well, for this episode of Country and Cold Cans, I'm Logan, sitting here with Trucker Andy and Kyle, and we will see you next time. <laughs>